This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nos. Good evening. We are doing the Narad Bhakti Sutra. Now we had done till Sutra 21. So today we are going to do from Sutra 22 onwards. Yesterday when we were talking about the love of the gopis now when we were discussing about the love of the gopis there were lots of things which came into the picture i had to give certain amount of information about who the gopis are who is radha lalita the principal gopi and vishaka how they form the circles around krishna what is the ras leela so these are certain explanations i had given the reason is because most of the people have very little idea about this entire episode so now we are going to go slightly further than that so we are doing verse 22 which is sutra 22 from the narad bhakti sutra so it says even there in this condition of total love there is no bane of forgetting the glory of the lord what exactly it means we are talking about the gopis it's in continuation to the gopi story only the gopis if you remember now everybody is a gopi <laughs> i think i made it clear yesterday also now the males and the females we will club them together as gopis only all right so what were they actually doing they were in love with krishna and who is krishna if you think about krishna as a very average human being a young boy from the village who is also a coward he has got cows his family has cows so he takes them out to graze and the story over there is all about taking the cows for grazing and playing all those pranks like a very very average child now in olden times uh, you know what kind of a professions there were shepherds farmers milkmen you name it you know those kind of professions were there people were doing those kind of activities the gopis though they were in love with another young boy they did not look at him like that you see when human beings are there we display human emotions we look at another person in a very human manner the mind has the capacity of making judgments constantly isn't it we look at an object and we immediately start jumping to conclusions let us say a person walks inside a five star hotel wearing a simple dhoti and a kurta and it is not a in a starched one or a clean one or something like that and he is wearing a chappal 
in the five star hotel if he walks in i don't think he will be ever ever allowed to enter that place why because people look at the attire of the person they look at how the, he is dressed and then they will tell him i'm sorry you are not allowed inside this is judgment we make judgments like this now every day we make judgments on every person thing whatever we look at it we start making judgments so the gopis though born in the human womb and sri krishna also born as a human being did not look at krishna like another human being this is the meaning of the word i will tell you a very funny incident that happened with me now i am dressed in a t-shirt and jeans and i wear kids and i walk around here and there in a very very like any other normal human being so one day i was called at a very big function to give a talk to people and i reached that location now i went walking to that place walking means i must have taken a bus or something i got off and i walked inside that club it's a very massive club with a lot of people over there and these are who's who of bangalore city now i was told that there is this particular hall where i was supposed to go now i went to the hall it was closed the door was closed so i slightly opened it and i looked inside a well dressed gentleman with tie and all he literally sprang at me and he said don't disturb us get out from here <laughs> i was wondering i thought i had disturbed some kind of a meeting or something i said i'm very sorry sir and i walked out of that place and i was wondering now what am i to do so the organizer who was there i called that person and i said you know i think i have come to the location but i don't know which hall i am supposed to go to can you please request somebody from there to come and meet me and maybe they can guide me to that place because it's a big club you know very massive place so two three ladies came out of the same place from the same door and they came and they looked at me and they asked me are you guruji i said uh, are you looking for me <laughs> because i just now called up someone oh so sorry so sorry and they escorted me inside so when i went inside all these people who were dressed so nicely with coat and tie and what not they were completely taken aback and the person who had asked me to get out came to me to apologize and say we are very sorry we did not know we thought a swami ji will be coming who will be dressed in orange color clothes and he would be having a very big car and he will have a lot of people around him but 
you came alone dressed in a t-shirt and a pair of jeans how are we to recognize you this is what happens to people judgments we make judgments constantly by looking at a person the way he is dressed the way he talks the way he behaves everything is judgmental the divine which is the supreme divine consciousness has to be recognized even as a young child think about it here is a very young boy and he is the lord almighty who has come on earth and is here for a certain reason so the only people who recognized him were the gopis they knew who he was he was the eternal lord the father in heaven the supreme divine consciousness whatever you want to call him and they revered him to that level the amsh of the lord or the amsh amsh that means the portion of a portion even that cannot be recognized if it appears in the human form we assume it is like an average human being we think that oh this person is so average he behaves and talks exactly like a human being the sages and saints are also the divine hardly anybody can recognize them you look at ramakrishna paramahansa who is dressed in a simple dhoti and maybe a kurta maybe nothing like that or you looked at sai baba who was dressed in a kafni and that to a torn garment nityanand maharaj of ganeshpuri vajreshwari as we call it in mumbai was dressed in a kopin who would recognize such a great figure it is very difficult to know who they are one day it so happened that i was walking down the ghats and at triveni sangam i met a person and that person came and wished me and then i looked at him and i said i want you to talk to me tell me what you are doing and he behaved in a very very normal manner it was difficult to recognize a very great saint he looked like a complete madman at another place in odambar we had gone to a temple of 64 yoginis so before we entered i told the people who were there with me there is a yogini over there and she is guarding that place give her sufficient respect and i want to give her a little money the moment i entered that place along with my disciples there were about 3 4 yoginis who literally came and stood in front of me or rather behind me 
they were carrying an umbrella not the umbrella that you see outside this is a different umbrella then i said to one of my disciples please give some money to the one who is sitting over there now who can recognize them if you cannot recognize them then there is no point you may go to a temple you may go to a church you may go to the holy places and you meet these people literally crossing you and it is very difficult to recognize them i took the name of nityananda maharaj isn't it nityananda maharaj was a great saint in mumbai it's a certain distance from mumbai there is a place called vajreshwari one day when i had gone away i visited this place it was late in the afternoon i sat in that samadhi mandir and he comes and sits next to me and he talks with me for 10 minutes after that he tells me why don't you go and have lunch over there now it was way in the afternoon it is very difficult to get the khana wal open that's the free lunch home which they have you know they give gift they give lunch to everybody so i went over there to that place where they serve the lunch the whole place was shut and when i was returning back a door opens and a person comes out from there and he tells me please come inside we have kept food for you now imagine this situation he stood in front of me and served me the entire meal i wanted to give some money he refused to take it it was piping hot meal after the whole place had closed down so i asked him how do you know so he said we were given an indication that you were coming recognizing the divine consciousness is so very important and the gopis have this ability to see through even then in this condition of total love there is no bane of forgetting the glory of the lord when you are madly in love also never let that idea slip from your mind that you are talking to the divinity over there you are not talking to some average person and the gopis had that knowledge how does that knowledge come when you are madly in love when you have the highest of the devotion the knowledge is self effulgent it comes on its own you don't need to stress oh who is this person you don't have to think about it like that people really don't have to do that these instances plus there are many more which i like i said you know i will be telling you where you will get an understanding how this entire universe works the divinity can be recognized please understand one thing people think it is vibrations 
It's a way of talking. Do you think the gopis got some vibrations, some strange phenomena happening like that? I think it is they are mistaken. No, it is the heart. We are going to discuss that as well. The heart knows. The love knows. God is love. It's eternal love. And love recognizes itself. There is no qualifier for love, by the way. Love is love qualifying itself. It is love which looks at another and knows that this is love. So the gopis had this very clear knowledge that we are talking to the highest perfection in the world. In this entire creation. is outside the creation of course. But we are talking to the supreme Paramatma. The word Paramatma is often misconstrued. People think we are small small Atmas. I have a soul in me is the way of thinking. So there are many souls. S-O-U-L-S. There are no souls. There is one Paramatma. Only one. You think Paramatma can be cut and broken into small small bits and made into souls? Paramatma is everywhere. The Supreme Divine Consciousness is everywhere. We are creations of Mother Nature, Prakriti. Understand this. What is within us is called the spirit, the divine spirit. That little essence of the Lord is there within us. That is the way we have to look at it. It's literally like we are a bottle and we are filled with it. Inside and outside is the divinity. But we never experience. Human beings have a difficulty of experiencing that. The reason is because of the covering. It's like if I wear red color glasses, I can see the world red in color. If I wear yellow color glasses, I will see the whole world as yellow. It is because I am using my senses and my mind. Got it? If I use my senses, my mind, my intellect, my lower intellect, I am always going to be confused. I will never recognize divinity anywhere. So never allow your senses or your mind to dictate to you because you will always make judgments on another person. You look at that person and you will immediately judge. So never judge the Supreme Divine Consciousness. If you see through your these eyes, you will not understand. That is why in the Bhagavad Gita, Sri Krishna says to Arjuna, he says, I will give you the divine vision, divine vision through which you will see me in that divine form. So, I hope you got that. So, we will move to Sutra 23. Narad Bhakti Sutra 23. 
love without the knowledge of his true nature is like the illicit love for the paramour the paramour the lover <laughs> what is the kind of love that a person has for the girlfriend whatever you know or the boyfriend or significant other as we call it what is the love that is there it is qualified by lust it's a simple lust people are lusty in this world they look at everything in the form of lust and this lust is so intense literally it's so much that you will find that there are people who can do anything for this lust haven't you come across stories in the newspaper every single day there are murders there was a young girl slaughtered literally by four people four or five people there is a person in the united states jail who is such a lusty person i mean the stories and stories and stories are there how many people fall for this this love for the flesh the lust which a person has is the love that every person has in this world for the one that they crave for this is craving and it's a baser instinct even the animals do the same isn't it so here what he says is the love of god is not like that it has nothing to do with lust all right it is love without the knowledge of the true nature what is the true nature jesus christ also said the father in heaven is love god is love this there was a movie called that god is love what is this love we cannot describe the divinity the paramatma krishna besides this word he is the highest form of love and it cannot be qualified or quantified as lust please don't not even go in that direction so it is not it's like an illicit love illicit love you understand it's a sneaky kind of a love that you have you look at that person sneakily and what are you looking for what is average human being looking for gratification you see when people say they are in love think are they really in love today we have even the lgbtq community is it unconditional love no it is still full of lust at the end of the day we are still trying to satisfy our baser instincts this is not the way how the divine love can be defined the love of gopis had nothing to do with it now if you go through the scriptures what is this love all about so he says we are just moving to the next verse so 
to get an understanding of what is this love all about. So Sutra 24 says, In the profane love for the paramar, the sense of happiness in the happiness given to another surely does not exist at all. You see, when you love somebody else, what exactly are you talking about? Like I said, it's lust and it is gratification. It is called passion. Passionate love. Now, passionate love, lust, gratification, all these words. Yeah, I'm not using the baser words, okay? So, what is all this about? It is about satisfying myself. You got it? The person wants to satisfy himself. He's not interested in satisfying somebody else. No. Person is talking about taking, not of giving. Did you get it? There is always an expectation. Just before this I was telling you, what is it that we are having? We are making judgments. Judgments constantly. There are expectations in this kind of a material worldly love. Everybody is expecting something in return. I want this. I want that. It's you scratch my back. I scratch your back. Think about marriage. What is a marriage? A marriage is a piece of paper. Imagine that. You see, the funniest part of marriage is you cannot minus it out till you get another paper. And that too from the court. Can you imagine that? If marriage between two people who are there in having unconditional love, why is it that they have to go to the court to divorce? Why? Why do they have to do it? If it is con unconditional, Think, why do we come to that stage in life? Did you get it? In today's day and age, the idea of giving doesn't exist. What am I getting? What do I get? See, in olden times, I was reading a very, I was reading a very dangerous article in CNN. It was talking about a woman in Nigeria. How she was living happily, running a, a store, you know, selling clothes. And then her husband died. The moment the husband died, they took her, the in-laws, all the people from the husband's side, they took her, they shaved her head, they shaved her entire body, removed all her clothes and she had to live with the cops or something like that. It was such a terrible scene. I mean, we think in today's day and age, we think that, you know, we are, we are free. Where is this freedom? Tell me. What freedom are you talking about? Why does that woman have to go through such a painful journey? Just because her husband died, after that they took away everything that she had. Even the 
you see she was trying to take up a job that job she lost she had four children she had to go with the four children away from the village because she was banned from that village if she did not go through those rituals then she is called the murderer of her husband and i was shocked reading that article it was by cnn it was a terrible article and just before marriage people will take vows you know i want to be with you forever and ever and ever what is this ever and ever and ever you think it is ever and ever somebody get one person gets married to another you think it is forever it is never like that it is always about giving and taking i want this i want i want i want what is this i want i want even in our modern times today a woman is still treated like dirt by everybody i met a person when i had gone to another place he was driving the car so i asked him i said are you married so he says yes i am married i have children also i said uh, you are a driver what have you done so he told me i am a graduate i said oh is that so and about your wife oh she is also very highly educated what does she do she is my housewife what does she do with the children they are they are going to school i said she studied quite a lot yeah you see her job is only to look after the kitchen take care of me and the children i said by the way how did you get your degree oh i did not pass my ssc also i did it from outside he did his ssc and his second year pu as well as his graduation or whatever that he did by paying money his wife had studied her entire life now her father must have thought that i will educate my daughter so that she can become somebody great in this world but here she was being treated at this level would you call that love i know i love my wife what are you talking about there is no freedom for her love is about giving love is not about taking i want no i give this is the verse which says in the profane love for the paramar the sense of happiness in the happiness given to another it surely does not exist at all narada is very clear imagine this book must have been written thousands of years ago narada was clear even then he knew that there is nothing like giving it is all about taking what is this all about if it is true love and if it is devotion you don't ask for anything please remember this when you have love for the divine you do not ask for anything if the divine lord wants to give he will give but if he doesn't want to give does it really matter if you are truly in love with the divine even if he puts you on the street where you won't get even food to eat it really shouldn't matter that shouldn't qualify you you know oh <laughs> god if he gives me food then i am happy if he doesn't give me food well i don't care about any god 
people leave their religion and go and join another religion because they are bribed you see the sanatan dharma says that the lord when he loves somebody he doesn't give them anything the moment a person comes to know oh this family is suffering so there are people who are literally like vultures they will come and they'll say look at your religion it is all about you know casteism you are thrown out you are not given anything come and join our religion our religion is the best what are they talking about yes you have to attend this you have to do this and you have to do this we will take care of your children we run schools you know we'll give you free education we'll give you money oh that is conditional love by the way so you bribe these people so that they can come to your place of worship why because their children are given education they are given money they are given some kind of sops then you can come sanatan dharma has always welcomed people we have never said give us something on the contrary it is atithi deva bhava which means we treat everybody like a guest you understand everybody is welcome here if you want to come to india india gives you a free visa if you know how many times my visa has been rejected why because i don't have income what is the need oh if you have income then you can come to my country if you have money in the bank then you are allowed to come to the country india doesn't even ask for that You see, Sanatan Dharma means we welcome visitors. We have refugees coming inside our country. We have welcomed them for last so many years. We have people from across the world who have walked inside, right from Alexander the Great to all the people, you know, the invaders who had come, including the Britishers. We have welcomed them. We have given them our land and said, "Okay, you can stay over here." We have been very kind. If today if I have to go to any of these countries they will first want to see my balance sheet my this my money in the bank how much do I have what do I have what are you asking there is no humanity in this please understand love is about giving love is not about taking see that is what i said you know you look at a person and you think and you make your judgment based on that you cannot make judgments Now the strangest part about making judgments that is called conditional it is conditioned by certain thing I still remember going to a small village in Maharashtra and there was a couple now they were very big social workers in that area they did not have any income but this person was the winner of the magsesi prize it is given by another country is a very great person now he wanted to go somewhere i think to the united states if i am not mistaken it is baba amte's son baba amte was a great social reformer in uh, eastern maharashtra Incidentally I met this gentleman many many years ago I stayed with him for a day was very kind 
Now this was his son, a very highly educated person. His wife is also highly educated. They filled out the forms and they went to Mumbai for the interview at the American consulate. They were turned away from the gate itself by whoever was taking their interview. Said, "Huh, cannot. Why? They don't have money. They don't have properties to show." think about it this is what happened to him so both the husband wife now they were going by railway tickets you see they live a very simple life so they were returning back to the railway station fortunately for them they got a message that the consul general wants to meet you at the american consulate so they said fine we will go and see him so they came back to the consulate and the consul over there apologized to them saying that we are very sorry we did not know who you are and they were given the visa to go to the united states and they were supposed to talk in a meeting so when they were talking over there they met this young person coming over there you know is a doctor he is a world renowned doctor so he came and he touched their feet and he said do you recognize me so they said of course i think many years ago you see there was a naxal movement in that area gondia i think you were the guy who was saved isn't it he says yes and you educated me i went to america and now here i am a very big doctor i want to welcome you to my house this is unconditional love i cannot say that there is anything over there they had just given their love there are very few people in this world who can give this kind of a love you have to see god in everything so baba amte's son actually i i don't recollect the name of this gentleman but this is the story its clothes or qualification doesn't make a man look at mahatma gandhi he was dressed in hardly any clothes took one stick and walked all over the town you cannot make judgments he had love for everybody all right now what is krishna you know what is krishna all about to the gopis they are not qualifying him by looking at his dress they are not saying you have to give us this in return he is a young child what are they going to get from him so here they were literally falling on top of each other to get to him that is the love of the divine the love divine is expressed this way now we are also going to go to this particular place where what are the expressions of this love how do they express themselves in this physical body also you will come to know that just now it is it suffices to say that this happiness is not actually happiness it is called bliss 
when you meet the divine it is all about blissfulness what would the people who were looking at jesus christ walking with that cross what would they have thought it is not pity it was love i hope you understand this even when jesus was going on the cross he was being nailed to the cross did he look up to his father and say why are you putting me through this torture did he say these words on the contrary the people those who were putting him on the cross he said you know father just take care of these people see they do not understand they might be doing something wrong they really don't understand so please forgive them don't they are not doing anything they are being driven to do that still the goodness was there it was all about giving he was not taking anything did you get it this is unconditional love so here he says in the verse 24 sutra 24 the paramar's love is all about i want i want and i want it's not about giving it's a petty love like i said in the marriage also it's the same thing you see your marriage cannot be a marriage if you don't get a certificate from the government saying this person is married to that person why because issues like property these that children you know legitimacy of the children is important isn't it oh i am married to this person then the legitimacy of the children comes into the picture without that certificate you are nobody a true yogi a true sadhu doesn't even have any papers with him by the way he doesn't have a cell phone he doesn't have any papers he doesn't have ration card he doesn't have anything which will say who he is there was a great sage in the past who went walking up to kailasha kailasha is in tibet so when he went walking over there he was arrested by the chinese police he was the guru of chinmayananda by the way his name was tapuan maharaj so they kept him in jail then the officer in charge comes over there and he looks at him and says oh why are you keeping him in jail he is a great saint from india he comes every now and then to visit the kailasha the mountains shiv ji is aboard the same so he comes over there visits this mountain and goes away he does his parikrama over there and goes away so don't arrest him he doesn't have any papers and he walks like this with very simple clothes he doesn't have any you know even this footwear may not be there think about it he walks like that <laughs> you see in that kind of a range to walk in those kind of clothes very little i mean you need to have all the thermals and all nowadays if you just go to some country you know you have to wear thermals you have to wear sweater jacket these that 100 clothes you will wear on top of each other whereas this person was just walking with very simple clothes so it's like that they don't care because they are lost in the divine when you are lost in the divine you don't bother about it and it is about giving it's not about taking so the paramar's love is all about taking and not about giving so did you get this 
so the happiness given to others when i give happiness to others i should have no expectation from that person absolutely no expectation from that person in the initial stages when the mother and child is there there are no expectations the mother doesn't expect the child to return back some favors yes she will say can you give me a kiss over here that's it maybe she will say you know can you bring this from the market that's it it's a very simple thing but later on in life when the same person gets married to another woman then the trouble starts oh you are no longer in love with me you are in love with that other girl who has come in your life oh is that so so where is this unconditional love of the mother that was there if your son is loving another woman shouldn't you be happy why are you sad it is not unconditional it is conditional you got to love me only not her well in unconditional love you love everybody equally you don't say this person is dear to me and that person is i hate that person you can't say the word hatred doesn't come into the picture at all how the other person behaves has nothing to do with unconditional love your love has to be divine you see if the other person is mean to you and if you are also equally the same what is the difference between you and any dog in the roadside or any human being that is there a crass human being expectation i want that other person to be nice to me it's called an expectation why should that person be nice if that was the case then jesus christ would have told his father you know you are not being nice to me he never said that so did you get it so it is all about giving happiness to others it is all about being nice to the whole world this truth has to be understood the love divine is all about giving not about taking so don't go and stand in front of krishna or father in heaven and say can you give me a very nice motor car I will give you a pedas, one kilo pedas. That's what I told you yesterday. Krishna doesn't even bother if you give him one, you know, you give him one leaf. That's it. He is not even bothered about that. He says, if you have come to me, I am happy. Krishna's love is like that. Why isn't your love to Krishna like that? So the gopis' love for Krishna was divine love. they never expected krishna to give anything in return so the divine love is always about giving otherwise there is no unconditional love if there is no unconditional love there is no devotion so single pointedness in devotion doesn't come you are looking at the other person's purse huh how much is that person giving to me If somebody gives me money I will be happy if somebody gives me this I will be happy if you give me your love in return I will be happy what are you talking about it is not about taking and giving taking and giving no it's about giving only 
If the other person goes and loves somebody else, why should it bother you? So this is the meaning of this verse. So we have come to the end of chapter 1. Chapter 1, section 3. So now we will, tomorrow we will do chapter 2, section 1, which is how is this Parabhakti? Parabhakti. Ah, yes. <laughs> now time for story. <laughs> okay, what are the stories today? Story. The Sikh have a guru. His name was Guru Nanak. I am sure everybody knows in this world. He was the founder of Sikhism. He had his own children by the way. Guru Nanak had his own children. He could have anointed them like any other average person. He could have said, okay, my son, you take charge of this religion. You know, I have started this. He never did anything like that. He never said, my son, you have to take charge of this. On the contrary, there was a very simple human being. His name was Lehna. He was another Hindu from that village somewhere. So Lehna's story goes something like this. One day, he was an average human being used to reading all the normal scriptures and praying and going here and to the temples and all that. Sikhism had not become that prominent at that point in time. And Guru Nanak was staying in Kartarpur. That's across the borders. Today it is in Pakistan. Uh, now you can't go because of this problem that is there. But yeah, you can go. Otherwise. I think it is 20 or 30 kilometers from the border. So anyway, coming back to the story. So what did Lehna do? So one day he had gone to a certain location and he heard beautiful song being sung by a person. And he got so intoxicated by it that he asked that person, what are you singing? So he said, this is something which my guru, that is Guru Nanak has written. So I am singing that beautiful hymn. He said, I want to meet this guru. So, Everybody in the village said, why do you have to go there? No, no, I have to go there. And somehow, he gathers his courage and goes to meet Guru Nanak. So when he meets Guru Nanak, the moment he sees the Guru, he literally does Ashtang Namaskar. You see, we literally go on the floor, touching the feet. And he started crying. It was just pure love. He couldn't control himself. He started crying. And he said, Gurudev, I have come over here. I just want to be with you. And then he was there with Guru Nanak for some time. 
though he was there with him everybody treated him badly because he was becoming more closer to guru nanak he was literally like i can do anything for you so guru nanak when he saw this was happening he told him you go back to your village and stay over there right and when i call you you come back so he had to send that person away because everybody around him was treating him badly so he goes away lena goes away to his village stays in his village for some time and after that he again comes back to meet the guru now it so happens one day guru nanak is holding a small pot in his hand and it falls in the muck so he tells his sons can you pick it up nobody is willing to pick it up they don't pay respect to their father he is a great guru remember not he is not given any respect at all lena looks at it and immediately bends down picks it up takes it washes it thoroughly makes it shine put some water in it make cleans it thoroughly and gives it to guru nanak and says here it is and guru nanak says look at him he is the highest devotee of mine and he calls him angardev you are my body part angad anga means body after guru nanak's passing he is anointed as the highest of the gurus so he becomes the next guru now all these six they have a language you know the language which they have so this particular language which they have is called gurumukhi see the language name it's called guru mukhi mukhi means face what comes from the mouth of the guru so guru mukhi is a language so he created that script and then he started something which is today so very appreciated by everybody if you go to the golden temple or if you go to any of the you know gurudwaras you can definitely eat food over there it's a very good food you get to eat it is called langar so angardev is the one who started these two things we should be thankful for him for giving us such lovely meals so any person who comes to their gurudwara gurudwara means the door of the guru think about it see what they are saying the book is also called by the name which is connected to the guru it's called guru granth sahib it's a compilation of the different different gurus starting from the first one and also the others yesterday day before yesterday i was telling you namdev story namdev words are also there in that so this is how the love for the guru 
and the intense devotion that he had made him the successor of guru nanak this is unconditional love that he had for his guru when you recognize the divinity so guru nanak is the highest in divinity so lehna could recognize it and so he served him so service unto the guru is also the highest form of love not with any expectations there should be absolutely no expectations you don't even have to open your mouth to ask or say any words guru angad angad dev as we call him was one of the highest examples of guru which came after guru nanak all right the successor was amar das ji sometimes in the future i may tell you his story as well so it's time for us to wrap up and i will see you all tomorrow you have a great day and take care of yourself bye